This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He's a podcaster, a big pop culture fan, and many other nouns. It's Andreas Ace Cabrera. Hey, what's up, Joseph? Uh, Nothing much. Just happy to be here in my home with you. I am excited. I am very excited to get into this topic because it's something that I don't have... You know, everyone has their Marvel, Marvel fans, Star Wars fans, yeah. but there's not a lot of people who are into what I'm into, so oh, good. I, I'm excited good. to get oh, into I'm, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great tease for yeah. it, but, uh, but before we get into your topic, I want to just talk a little bit uh, about who you are. I met you through uh, Schmodown, Collider, uh, my friendship with Ken, Napsock, all that world, but for people listening who, who have not had the thrill of meeting you yet... Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Um, so I, I like I, like you said, I do a podcast. Um, yeah. I started uh, as an intern for the Schmoes Now back when they were Schmoes Now. Yeah. Um, and then I moved up to like associate producer when they were doing that. I covered Comic-Con for them. It was a lot of fun. I, I was featured on there sometimes. Okay. But just enough to <laughs> let people know I'm a real hardcore nerd so they could like me. I was one of them, um, and yeah, I I was uh, I came to LA. I was a uh, uh, once again associate producer for a production company. Okay, cool. Uh, I was a writer for them. Oh, nice. Um, and that kind of went away, and now I'm just kind of doing freelance producing, freelance writing, freelance whatever gigs you want to have me. Yeah. I'm there. You're just making things happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And now you've got your podcast. What is your podcast all yeah, about? Yeah, it's called The Meaning Of. So what we do, it's me and my friend Robert Butler, and we break down our favorite directors, and then we kind of go through their filmography. Now, what we try to do is we try to connect a running theme, because you'd be surprised how many directors have the same theme throughout all their films. Yeah. And they have it in different genres and different ways, so we kind of try to break it down. We also talk a lot about the political aspects of directors because, again, people would be surprised how much is social commentary, political commentary in all their movies. Um, so we try to discover what that is and kind of like what we get out of it. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's it's really it's a nerdy podcast. We get off topic a lot, but it's <laughs> I highly recommend it. Well, it sounds like if you're talking about the politics of movies, even I think sometimes when it's maybe not even intended by the creator, but their own politics are seeping into yeah. the, the celluloid there. It's not really off topic to talk about politics, right? True, true. Yeah, but then we go off friends that are completely off topic. <laughs> Just about our current politics. Oh, I see. And speaking of Kirk Douglas, how about this tweet from the other day? Like, exactly. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's yeah. awesome. That sounds uh, super awesome. All right, well, let's get into your topic then. This is great because this is an obsession that I kind of can't believe I have cover- haven't covered. I've asked people specifically to cover it. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure. But this is something that I would consider myself a little obsessed with as well. So I'm thrilled to dig into it. And it is. You're making me. I want to jump out of the seat, man. (laughs) Good. That's amazing. (laughs) It is vampires. Yes. All right. So when you think of vampires, what is the first image that pops into your mind? I probably think black trench coat, uh, (laughs) pale white face, uh, fangs uh gothic horror vibes yeah 90s rock music (laughs) you're gonna see a huge difference between our vampire lore fandom and yours i don't know i don't know maybe you're you're right there with me but Uh, there's so many eras of the vampire like movies that you can kind of pick and choose which is your own 
preference of yeah, what you prefer. Absolutely. We're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about that a little bit. I was just so curious to start with that because uh yeah. of when I grew up, you know, I grew up reading about Dracula and like, ooh, could I ever see this super scary movie? And the image of vampires even going back to like the count on Sesame Street is, you know, strange aristocrat with a cape, you know, but you get to the eighties even and the nineties and it is all emo long black leather jacket yeah and yeah that, that's your vampire right that's there vampire. so i was really curious <laughs> to see what was in your mind if it was sure. that sort of more classic dracula or emo vampire i to, to be honest i love both yeah and obviously we'll get into it throughout the episode but i i love both the aspect of like the high society almost kind of underground being the actual like workings between the entire world and they're just like these high, like you said, aristocrats who yeah. are kind of controlling everything because they're using their power, their wealth, and the fact that they're vampires. Yeah, they look really polite on the surface, but exactly. they want to brutalize you. Speaking exactly. of things that are political, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it has a, a lot of it, too. Yeah. There is a yeah. lot there. There is so much there. So let's go back to the beginning for you, then. When was your first uh, encounter with a vampire? Wow, my first... Oh, man. I don't even remember... I wouldn't say my first, but okay. the one that started my fandom, I would say is ha- I have to give it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And I know that's more of a satirical version of the vampire, but that was like 1997, 1998. I think I was like seven, seven years old okay. watching that. And obviously, you know, it's not really meant for seven-year-olds, but it kind of sparked my interest. And then the following year, uh, Joseph, came probably what's really dove me right into the traditional what I consider traditional yeah. vampire, and that's Blade. <laughs> okay. Blade is is kind of what got me um, into the vampire lore. I was obsessed with Blade. Like, okay. Oh, completely obsessed. And Blade was actually in Spider-Man the Animated Series, the okay. character of Blade. And so it was vampires and Morbius. And um, this idea was already kind of ingrained in me. Um, but Blade is the one where I was like, man... I want to be a vampire. Like, this is what I want. <laughs> okay, so it, you did you have a, a moment where you're like, I'm scared of vampires? Or because, uh, you know, a couple of the vampires uh, on Buffy quickly become heroes, right? Sure. They're, they're bad boys and they're dangerous. Spike but, and Angel. But Angel is, yeah. you know, starts as a hero Angel and Spike fan, eventually yeah. is just like by the sheer force of his popularity <laughs> became a hero on the show. And then Blade also. I don't know Blade super well. Okay. Um, but Blade's... Blade's a, a, the badass hero guy, right? Sure, I mean, yes. So we're, we're, was there ever a moment where you're like, vampires are something I'm supposed to be afraid of? Or were they always like wish fulfillment like a superhero? No, I, I definitely did feel quite a bit of fear. Like you said, there were some scary moments in Buffy, surprisingly, oh, yeah. for like a satirical, you know, comedy show um, or dramedy, whatever you want to call Buffy. I think Buffy is just so timeless. It yeah. has so many layers there. Yeah. That there's episodes where you're like, man, this is hysterical. And there's episodes where you're like crying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, no, a vampire that wants to suck my blood isn't. I, I think a lot of it came from the, the Nosferatu version. The What's his name? Uh, Count. Um, I forget his name, but he his creature creature-fied version of a vampire is yeah. kind of what gave that to me okay that fear and yeah there's the a lot more of creepy like imagery monster yeah and there's a lot of creepy imagery in blade as well where there's like vampires can be scary and they can be vicious and they're not just super cool <laughs> black leather jacket wearing <laughs> kicking ass yeah yeah so what spoke to you so hard about 
Blade. I mean, mm. obviously, it's just the, like, oh, he's cool. He has a connection to superheroes. So there's vampires wandering into different interests of yours. But what was it about Blade? It, it's because I grew up a, a martial arts fan. I grew up oh, a Bruce okay. Lee fan, right? So I love kung fu films. This is something that my brother kind of introduced me at a very young age. So I was obsessed with martial arts. Like, okay. martial arts was my thing. I wanted to be, like, the next Bruce Lee. Like, I was determined to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, so the fact that they incorporated these two things that I'm already kind of falling in love with the atmosphere of like the the vampire, right? Yeah. With the black on black, uh, everything kind of playing with the darkness, playing with the darkness. Everything's in the dark, sucking your blood. That kind of horror aspect, and then yeah. you combine it with like a martial arts movie, <laughs> and you get like a happy eight year old or nine or seven year old version. Okay, of me. nice. Um, that be, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> this is so awesome. If you encountered uh, vampires from Buffy and Blade, yeah, was there a point in your mind where you just thought? All vampires know martial arts. And like you were expecting to watch Bram Stoker just kick ass. No, <laughs> I, I did not expect that. But, but there is a moment where you're like, yeah, I mean, it's part of what it's part of the selling point, right? Of, of being a vampire is enhanced strength, enhanced speed. Yeah. And enhanced reflexes, whatever you want to call it is if you name down the power list of a yeah. vampire, that's kind of the charm of it, right? It's like, oh, I want to be I want to be super fast or super strong and kind of like you said, kind of lean towards the martial arts. You kind yeah. of automatically assume that that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. It's part of being turned. It was always one of my favorite parts of Buffy that was just this like funny conceit that you just accept it. Because when I, when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, well, Angel's been alive for 100 years. He's been taught these moves. Buffy's fighting them. But then, you know, you get on in the series and vampires are explode from the grave knowing martial arts yep it's just such a funny conceit oh yeah yeah it's great uh, but it's a great way to yeah to show that uh a different aspect of that kind of power not only do they have the laundry list of abilities but they have this sort of like inherent knowledge of how to use their bodies that they're like more in touch with them yeah it's it's almost like it becomes your turn to to become a vampire kind of allows you to to have full control of your body right yeah. like your full potential of what you can do um with your body right yeah. that's the, the the whole aspect of like the strength and the speed and the reflexes and all that kind of comes with this idea of like i'm just more powerful than everyone else so somehow i can figure things out yeah yeah now did, did your your love of blade make you go i want to know more about vampires and like seek out other vampire stuff or were, was it more that you were just in the lane with kick-ass martial arts vampires no i i definitely uh i sought some things out um there was some again it a lot of it comes from comics as yeah. well but I, I feel like that's still leaning towards blade um i just love the atmosphere of it i just okay. love the idea of it the the if you imagine like the gothic horror black on black you know dark tinted kind of atmosphere of a vampire is something that i've always found fascinating yeah. so you- yeah, did you feel like you were sort of playing with ideas of what what darkness could be? Did it feel like sort of like testing the boundaries? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. Uh, it's 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 interesting, right? It's a good question because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you must be this type of person if you're into vampires, but not really. Uh, I, I just kind of like uh this idea of like I, I have so much power and dominion that i can i i, I sleep all day <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i sleep yeah, all day no i'm up at night this is kind of my schedule yeah um it's this idea of like uh 
having control over something when you don't even realize you have control simply because of who you are, which is a yeah. vampire. Yeah. But it's also the idea of like my obsession with lore. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with like lore and power levels. That also comes from like my anime love too. Yeah. Uh, which there's a lot of vampires in anime. Um, but it's this idea of like how do you rank power levels? How do you power up like dragon ball z was huge yeah. uh, when i was around this age as well so i'm like following dragon ball z and i'm following all these vampire lore so i'm kind of like mashing them together thinking of like well this vampire can do this and this vampire can do that or how long do you have to live to do this or yeah um so those ideas are kind of what brought me in not necessarily the super horror aspect yeah of it. that's really cool because i i wrestle with that myself because i have been since i was a little kid i remember just really being drawn to like the count was my favorite on sesame street i liked his castle and the the bats and the the cobwebs and i liked the dracula books of like the picture books of the bella lugosi movies yeah and i i would try to think through why and sometimes it is like well when he stares at people nobody thinks he's awkward or weird it makes them like him yeah <laughs> and oh he's rich he can just buy land in a different country? Damn, yeah. how rich. Like so it's <laughs> yeah. it is I wonder if there is an element to it of like, yeah, it's some of this gothic aesthetic, but it is just something about these are stories about power. And it's it natural for kids to be drawn to that fantasy of what is it like to have power, everything from I'm a real estate magnet to I can kick your ass with martial arts. Yeah. It's all power. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where like, how do you define power? Right. And the idea that a vampire can do both. If you define power as like, like you said, I can kick your ass. Vampire can do that. Or if you define power as like, I'm smarter than you. Vampire is probably smarter than you because he's lived longer. Yeah. Or if you define power as like, you know, money or wealth or somehow learning society to a point that you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like if I'm a vampire and I do want to get into like real estate or business, I'm so used to the market. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of know what to do. Yeah. Because I've seen like, it for so long. Recession's coming. Like, yeah, the vampires just know. Like, now's when well, to buy it's low. part of immortality, right? right. That's the yeah. biggest selling point of a vampire is like, you can be immortal. And I was like, man, I kind of want to be immortal. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a time where you backed off from vampires where you weren't as interested in them? Um, to be honest, no. I, before we went on, I, I was talking to you about like, I'm not a historian or an yeah. expert. or I'm not constantly seeking it out. But it's something that I always go back to, right? Yeah. It's something that, uh, for example, like a couple weeks ago, I'm like, oh, Blade is announced uh at uh comic-con yeah i'm gonna go watch blade again. I'm, I'm gonna watch it in my in my home. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I can never or or like I mentioned to you before uh through email, Underworld is a movie that I go back to probably okay. monthly <laughs> monthly yeah Damn. to be honest <laughs> okay okay so this is kind of one of those this is something that i revisit right you like the big picture umbrella but then there are things under that umbrella that you super hyper focus on of you you love the hell out of them yeah and then anything that anytime there's a new vampire thing or a new kind of movie or tv show coming out i seek them out okay 100 like what we do in the shadows came out i think in february or march yeah. uh, the tv show yeah uh and i finally got around around to seeing it because i didn't have the fx uh, yeah. app um and i was obsessed i immediately <laughs> was like yes bring yes. more vampireness <laughs> on my eyeballs and nice. it's new it's something that it's not i'm revisiting a movie or i'm revisiting in a show or, yeah or re-watching buffy for example something yeah. i also do oh cool um but i watching what we do in the shadows something that came out this year is so exciting because i'm like oh 
we're still here. <laughs> Us vampire fans. Yeah, yeah. Me and Taika Waititi. <laughs> the vampires aren't going anywhere. Yeah. They ebb and flow, uh, but they, they never stop being popular, it feels like. Um, so you have these specifics that you love. What is your favorite vampire movie or story? Is it a Blade? Is it Underworld? Because you've mentioned that yeah, a couple times. Yeah, I, I would have to say, if I'm being real honest, and it's one of those things where if you're comparing these movies to like the prestige vampire films people would probably scoff at me yeah for saying blade and underworld are my favorites but yeah if i'm being real honest <laughs> yeah, no, it's great those are the ones i saw when i was at a very impressionable age uh blade in 1998 and 2001 was blade 2 i believe okay and then underworld in 2003 right around that age group of like 10 11 9 8 years old me is like this is peak. Yeah, this, okay, <laughs> it can't get any better than this. Tell me a little bit about Underworld because I don't know Underworld. I've never seen Underworld. Underworld is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay, um, it's one of those movies that to me, so essentially it's about um, death dealers, and essentially death dealers are like vampire assassins. Okay, and there's been this underworld, underground war between vampires and werewolves, but they're called lichens in the movie. Okay. Um, and just to be cooler right? just to be cooler <laughs> literally just because of that uh and essentially it's they're they're kind of they're winning the war so much that there's not many werewolves left okay. they're be- almost becoming extinct um and it's we follow celine who's like this super old vampire assassin a death dealer um who's discovering this weird plot between the leader of the werewolves and the leader of the vampires to kind of team up okay and she's kind of there to like stop them um, and it's an action over the top, super, like incredibly, almost people say ripped off, but I would say inspired by the Matrix. <laughs> okay. Very inspired by the Matrix when it comes to gung, almost not gung fu, but almost gung fu okay. and martial arts and slow-mo and black trench coats and black yeah. on black everything, uh, <laughs> which is another reason why I loved it because yeah. I'm biggest Matrix black. fan. <laughs> I yeah. love the Matrix. Yeah, uh, Matrix is pretty... For similar reasons. Um, yeah, it's really in that specific aesthetic. Yeah, and, and that aesthetic is what sold me the most on Underworld and obviously the character and, and, and like I said before, the power levels and underground conspiracies between two ancient clans of myth- mythical creatures. Like that whole idea just like this movie has like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like okay. People hate this movie. <laughs> and I consider it to be one of my favorite all-time movies. Okay. Yeah. Now, what is the kind of... Uh, you told me a little bit about the vampires, but what's the sort of uh, mythology of the vampires in this? Is there any sort of twist on them? Because the mythology of vampires is so big that people can really pick and choose in terms of the weaknesses, the strengths, the rules, all that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's a little... Muddy, but essentially it's like the first, uh, the first immortal. They don't even call it a vampire. Kind of gave blood to two creatures, the wolf and the bat. Okay. And essentially that created this mythological ascension between. Uh, I forget the names, and I'm I'm sure I'm the biggest underworld fan, and I forget the <laughs> names, so already I lost. But um, the um. The two characters are an ancient werewolf and an ancient vampire, but they're more traditional. Like, okay, I'm only a, a giant werewolf creature here to you know eat your face off. Okay, and the vampire is like a human bat, disgusting looking monster creature. Yeah, that appears in Underworld Evolution. Um, but it's still very, it's surprisingly kind of traditional in the sense of like it's still ancient, it's still like Eastern European, 
it's still like covens of vampires yeah. okay um, so you got that old world yeah vibe there's still, there's still a lot of that there that ancient and maybe even a little bit of uh, aristocrat uh yes there is a lot victor the the main protagonist not protagonist antagonist in the movie is exactly the the stereotypical like vampire aristocrat old man who's like i've been alive for a thousand years <laughs> he's very much that and, uh, and then is he like oh the vampire kids these days with their trench coats that's and exactly fu. what it is <laughs> so so in creating this alliance between the werewolves uh and the vampires they 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 try to make like a peace and he's like anti-peace he's okay. like oh there can't be unity between our species like he's very like and i love it i'm eating it up yeah um, but yes there is a lot of like traditional vampire uh lore in all these movies okay cool but some of the cool stuff that they update it with is this idea of like in Blade, we see ultraviolet lights yeah. be weaponized. And in uh, in Underworld, the first scene we get is an action scene where they weaponize ultraviolet lights by putting them inside bullets. Okay. So when you shoot someone, you're shooting like sunlight you're shooting into them a with person. And <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever because you see the vampire like melting. Yeah. Um, and you're like, yo, that's wild. Um, and also the idea of like the vampires using silver bullets to kill the werewolves, yeah. where it's like guns have become incorporated within vampires even though vampires use swords or their hands to kill you yeah they yeah. use guns as an extension of their knowledge and power i think there's something really cool about that about taking things that are like mythic like obviously yes. the idea that sunlights would uh, kill creatures of the darkness like that's a pretty straightforward ancient mythic idea that makes sense but then kind of updating it to yeah know, and, and to be fair blade, blade did that first okay so, yeah <laughs> Um, do you have any particular vampire story that you don't like? Like you've been out exploring vampires and just like, I don't like this take on it. It's not for me. <laughs> I mean, you're a vampire fan, right? Yeah. All vampire fans. And we can find each other online because <laughs> I don't meet many in real life. Yeah. The one that really kind of pushed everything over the edge, Joseph, and I don't know if this is on your list, but yeah. Twilight. Okay. Twilight is the one thing that kind of like, that was the line in the sand where yeah. it's like, this is not vampires <laughs> for the hardcore vampire fans who grew yeah. up with this lore. Uh, this isn't vampires. Yeah. Like we reject this completely versus a, a more audience, bigger audience fans. We're just like, I don't care. I just like crazy cool Wolfman fighting yeah. over Bella. And, and you know, vampire fans really rejected that. I don't know if you were one of them, but that's probably the one where I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah, I I'm watched good. the first I, one. I want to see know? R-rated, hardcore blood, uh, vampires just ripping each other in half, and, and traditional lore, <laughs> not <laughs> fairy tale fantasies. If, okay. if, but but there's people that do like it, and I've had this debate with my co-host on my podcast, RB3, who's a massive Twilight fan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's, it's just not for me. I respect it, but yeah. I think for me, for Twilight, like, I don't care that he sparkles. Like, uh, great. You, let, let's play with a different idea. That, that's fine. I think for me, it's like that first movie for me is the execution of it, that those uh, huge pauses. Uh, you know, I, I used to work for the do some writing for Rift Tracks and have friends, uh, my friends, uh, in particular, Bill Corbett, uh, who, who's one of the main Rift Tracks guys, always says that Twilight is their favorite movies because there are those long pauses where they just stare at each other and it's perfect to just put smart ass jokes in so like to me there's like it's the pacing of the movie and there's some like i'm not sure if i'm down with all of the various ideas that it's playing with about uh 
I'd have to like look at it more closely about like kind of about dating and you know, like it's playing with ideas yeah. about dating the bad boy. Oh, anyway, I agree with that. All that stuff uh, aside, I feel like you know you got you got vampire all this vampire lore and it can be kind of a cocktail where you can be like I'm gonna up the ingredient that is the savage beast and the combat and the power and the horror, which is what you're saying you like. And I feel like all all Twilight does is like, yeah, but there's also a part of it that's about romance, that's about sexuality, that's about playing with the darkness. And do I have darkness inside me? Can I access it by being closer to this monster? You know, is it really does it really make you a monster to be of the darkness? Or are you just misunderstood? Like it just really says like, eh, we'll dial, dial down on some of the goth stuff and go all in on that romance side yeah and and it's one of those things where i had to kind of grow and learn (laughs) because when these movies were coming out i was like you know pitchforks yeah you were Uh, up there protesting yeah and i had to put the pitchforks away and 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 acknowledge that exact same thing right this is coming from an author who who's like inspired 50 shades of gray right this is something that she's talking about female desire and 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 wanting to be wanted by the most powerful and that's i can respect that there's a um there's a lot of like youtube videos and articles now online that kind of course correct the reaction to twilight yeah almost being like you know what if if teenage girls want to have this fantasy let them have their fantasy like let them have fun and that's their demographic. Like you don't have to go out of your way <laughs> to either see the movies or hate on the movies. Yeah. So I've kind of learned to kind of step away from. I still don't like the sparkling. <laughs> I'm still very anti-sparkling. Right. Um, yeah, but it's a different thing to say. That's it's not for you. It's not why you're attracted yeah. to vampire lore. But that's different than these aren't vampires. Correct. Screw these movies. They shall be burned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. So even within the whole the uh, more gothic black on black. Uh, fighty style of vampire do you have a, a favorite uh idea of vampires between like the really there's some that are like the feral beasts that are like scary on the outside like nosferatu or you know some depictions of dracula when he truly transforms his real form is like this monstrous beast or you got the the gentleman uh all those kind of different ideas of what a vampire can be do you have a favorite oh uh, you mean as far as like do i like the creature vampires or the more like traditional looking vampires yeah or, or even or i guess for me like there's 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 such a different in archetypes between yeah the gentleman the savage actual monster and then sure. you got like your angels and your spikes who are like basically kind of like sad goth kids like you know they're sure they're emo um do you have one of those kind of archetypes that you relate to the most yeah i, I would probably lean towards more angel and spike if i'm being honest because that's me i'm emo yeah <laughs> i'm definitely that target demo as okay. far as like emo young boys who are sad that's yeah. me <laughs> that's totally me um so that's probably my favorite but i do like the exploration of the kind of creature like vampires yeah. right this idea of like a movie like 30 days of night where they're just pure. I don't know if you've seen that. I have movie. not seen that one. Oh, that movie's crazy. But it's this idea of like a true horror movie, where what's chasing you is a vampire, and it's not the, like you said, gentleman emo goth kid. It's a creature yeah. with claws, with like you said, Nosferatu looking like creature, yeah. and it's horrifying because you're like, oh wait, if there was actually a being that can only come out at night and only wants to suck your blood. 
Those, those are two. <laughs> those are the only two things that inspire them. Yeah, if that's it, and you don't have a cape or a trench coat or anything. You're just kind of a monster. And that's kind of what they yeah. are in these movies, where they're just pure monsters. Yeah. So, but I, I lean towards <laughs> what what is my uh, preference. So. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I think the, the angel Buffy, uh, you know, it's on True Blood a little bit, that treatment Blood, of vampires yeah. of like, look, we have these needs. This is the the way we are, but we, but we're still we have personalities, we have yeah. wants and, and hopes and, and dreams, and we feel bad. <laughs> yeah, about we're some sorry of the about shit it. We do. Yeah, we need yeah. to like that's some of my favorite stuff in in both Buffy and Angel's own TV show. Where it's like, I like to brood. Like I can relate to that sometimes. Like what I want to do today is I want to be sad alone for twelve hours. And yeah, that, and because you remember all the bad things you did a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is relatable because sometimes yeah. you are just like, man, life's hard. Yeah, let me, let yeah. Me think. I mean, have you seen a? Have you seen Being Human? I have not seen okay. Being Human. That's yeah. another vampire werewolf kind of yeah TV show. I've seen a. I've, I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about that. One. There's, there's. Yeah. I, I love that show. I think it's great. But there's a lot of that there as well, where it's, it's mainly like, how do you. How do you change where you're an actual monster? Yeah. I guess is the, the idea of it. And that's kind of what our main, our main character is following is like, how to how do I become, like the show's called Being Human. How do I right. become more human when I'm actually a vampire? Right. If the nature is like I am this sort of primal beast that needs to feed. Yeah. But how, I also like want to have uh, friends and date nights. Yeah. yeah and, how, <laughs> and how can I kind of like almost angel-like because I yeah. love the show Angel as well as like one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah. Where it's like the whole point of the first episode of Angel is him just being like, you know what? This is my penance. My penance is I'm going to help people. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not going to change anything. I'm still going to be sad. Yeah. But it, it's the least I can do for all the bad shit I've done. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to do it idea. in the brightest city in the planet. Exactly. <laughs> One of the LA. brightest cities in the planet, which is great. <laughs> but that's the idea of that show as well, where it's this idea of like, how does a, a monster who, who kills people for a living can stop doing that and yeah. almost make up for it because if if that was my past like how can you change your past in the present yeah how can you grow as a person if you have an eternal lifetime right are you corrupted by your power or do you find a way to kind of stop what you're doing or is there no way to stop kind of like the idea of like once i start feeding i can't stop feeding yeah i have to finish this person and, and suck them dry right or can i stop myself and be like oh this is messed up yeah and that's great because it, t- it totally makes vampires just a like a really interesting exciting uh just analogy for all of us yeah of hey if we've done crappy things can we can, can we come we, back? Can we it? atone or can we make a different choice in, yeah. in the moment or does it matter? I want to talk a little bit about that. You, you've already touched on a lot of great sort of uh, vampire metaphors. But I, I find that people really sort of zero in on what vampires mean to them. And to me, there's you got the obvious sexuality mm. going in lots of different, different directions. Uh, to me, the kind of classic story about the vampire of like something that's been alive forever and then sucks a young person's blood and becomes younger... Especially as I get older, I'm like, oh, there's a lot in the vampire myth that's just about aging. Like, when I see, like, a really, frankly, old dude marry a younger person, I'm like, that's, like, this desire to be, like, if I can be near youth, I can still be young. So, like, to me, there's a big part of it that's that. There is, like, all the fear of darkness. There's, a you know, a fear of loss of faith with all of the storytelling and where vampires are, you know, frightened by the cross or frightened by anybody's true belief kind of thing. So... When you think about vampires for yourself, is there like one big metaphor that makes the most sense to you? I mean, I, I, 
I said it already, but yeah, it has to be power. It has yeah. to be control, right? This idea of like, I, I, I've had this long life and what this long life has given me is dominion and control. It's a lot about too, like if you watch Blade, I'm sure you've seen Blade, the scene where, where Blade is, you know, saying like, oh no, vampires have been here forever. They've been controlling everything. They're in our governments. They're in our police. Yeah. It's this idea of like, like you said before, the one percenters <laughs> kind of in the background controlling everything uh, while everyone else is kind of just food for them. Yeah. Or just insignificant. I think that's kind of the biggest metaphor is the idea of like a wealth gap. Yeah. And, and people who are just so high above you that they not only ruin your lives in, in, a, in a sense of, like, I don't have job or I don't have money, but they actually suck your blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually suck you yeah, dry. Yeah, they, they actually, like you said, they actually suck you dry. And it's one of those things where it's like that, because blood is a significance of life, right? Yeah, vitality. Blood, and, yeah, yeah, blood represents, like, life and, 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 and power almost in a sense. Yeah. Because it's the one thing that's coursing through our veins that powers our, our bodies. Yeah. So... Imagine a being whose pure purpose is to take, take that away from take you. Take your power away and yeah, add to their own. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's probably the biggest metaphor that I see in, in vampires. Yeah, that's really, really cool. It, uh, so power totally makes sense. I think in, in every dynamic of vampires, power makes sense. The blade example, uh, and some of the way we're talking about it, really makes me think of vampires as metaphor for a sort of systemic power. Especially when Blade's literally saying they've infiltrated all of these systems of yeah. of government, all of the systems of legitimate power. There's these powerful monsters lurking within it. So you got that systemic idea on one side, but then a lot of vampire stories, like Angel, are about being an outsider and about being alone. And I think you know a lot of people over the years who have become huge fans of like the original Bela Lugosi Dracula. You know, you can read great articles online about like he's an outsider. And I related to he can't explain himself to anyone. He has different needs than other people. People won't understand him. People won't understand him. So maybe, you know, so it's interesting to me that that this metaphor can be stretched so far as to being like they're actually everything. They're institutions. Yeah. And they're they just they're crushing the, the few individuals versus they're a symbol for kind of a, a lonely outsider who's being rejected by larger society. Absolutely. And that's why they relate to so many young people. I mean, I'm again, I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, where that's, that's another reason why I related to angel. Angel was one of my, I, my first pet was a little parakeet. I yeah. named him angel. Oh really? Yeah. I was obsessed with angel. <laughs> like it was literally like my all time favorite character. Did you ever call him Angelus or was that a, a frightening <laughs> concept to you that the parakeet would turn? <laughs> it would go full evil. Uh, no, but, but, uh, it's one of those funny things where that's the, that's, um, that's something that stayed with me, the character of Angel. Yeah. And, and our first introduction to Angel, I think it's episode seven uh, in season one. Yeah. Where he's very much that, like you said, emo, goth boy, yeah. lonely type, but he still comes to the rescue and he can still kick ass when he has to. Yeah. But he prefers not to. Yeah. He prefers to just be alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Do you feel like vampires have too many weaknesses? Ooh. Yes. In the sense of what's... I'm very I'm such a traditionalist when it comes to again this is coming from my anime background yeah. 
power levels yeah and this idea of like if i'm immortal i'm immortal like i can self-heal i don't like certain movies and certain media where vampires are easily dispatched yeah because you i don't know i stay through the hardest classic sure yeah. but i do feel like this I'll, I'll take i'll take all the lore and i respect all the lore but i do feel like um injuries and and all that stuff this is like imagine wolverine i've yeah. always said that that's what a vampire is like okay like you cut him, he'll heal right away. Like that's to me. Right, is, that, that does make sense with sucking other people's vitality and yeah. making it your own. Of like, yeah, I have you know vitality to spare. It's 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 the it's, if you look at power levels on on vampires, like what their power list is: regeneration or self healing, yeah. healing factor, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and comics is a huge part of it. So it's this idea of like, if I get shot twelve times and I'm a vampire, give me a good ten seconds and I'm back at it. Like, yeah. In that sense, yes, because I do see some vampire movies and stuff where I'm just like, man, come on. <laughs> you're a vampire, bro. Or or strength, right? That's another one where even in Blade, I see a lot of vampires. I'm like, bro, you're weak. You're supposed to be like 10 times stronger than a normal human being. That's a lot of strength. Yeah. So in your storytelling, you want them, you see them as power. You want them I to be want truly to be powerful. Formidable. You don't want to be like, oh, man, I got hit in the face with a garlic whip. And then exactly. I, uh, yeah, my flesh yeah. rots off. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm curious, how would you define how do you kill a vampire? I mean, that's, because there's a lot of gray area. You there. got garlic can to, to, to drive them away or, or burn them. Yeah, you know, you garlic got, won't kill them. Though. Yeah, garlic will just bug them, uh, keep them away. You got uh, sunlight to burn them. Sunlight you got, is official. Uh, in, in some lore, it's uh, cutting the head off. Cutting the head off to me, I, I take that as an official one too. Okay, it's I a, accept stake through the heart. Stake through the heart. Those are my three. <laughs> Those are your three. Uh, uh, stake through the heart, uh, sunlight, and cutting their heads off yeah. are the only ones I accept. But this whole like, oh, they bled out, and I'm like, bro, they wouldn't bleed out. <laughs> They're like, oh, they got shot too many times, so their blood went. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like that makes sense on a scientific level, but on a pure like, <laughs> I love vampires, and this yeah. is BS level. Yeah. I'm like, no. I Only can, those three yeah. are what kills a vampire. <laughs> it would it would, doesn't kill them, but I consider no reflection a weakness. Okay, uh, you know because that that goes back to classic sort of Dracula. Sure, sure. But like in our current culture, where our self image is a huge part of the way we relate. Like mm. if there was a vampire today who uh, you know didn't show up in mirrors, and certainly if they couldn't take a selfie, sure. There would be no way to hide, yes. right? I mean, which is kind of why they—if you see modern vampire movies, they kind of—they let that one don't, go. Don't right? do that because yeah. it it's a weakness. It's in a terms little of too <laughs> discovery, right? Yeah, it's a little too much. Like I don't think that would work. Yeah, you take the sure. the class photo and like, why isn't Elaine in the photo? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> take a selfie with your new yeah. vampire daddy. Yeah, it's like he's not really here. How do you feel about the uh, the idea of the cross and the idea of religion? That mm. sort of older, more mythic idea that they are. Creatures of of darkness, creatures of hell, of Satan. Well, so belief in, in it, particularly, you know, really traditional. Hundred percent. It's one of those things that I've because they're in Buffy. They're demons, right? Yeah. They're called demons. Yeah. And they're called soulless creatures of darkness because they're yeah. actually demons. Yeah, That's they truly how, have no soul. They, yeah. How they define it in Buffy, which is something I've kind of always rejected, to be okay. honest. Even though there's a lot of lore that kind of connects that. Um, it's super it's it's very fascinating right because it's this idea that uh demonic entities are taking over people that look like regular human beings right. but in reality are are there to just suck you dry whether that be suck you dry in a metaphorical sense of yeah. like your energy your spirit your your 
ability to use empathy and kind of suck you suck all your morality away from yeah. you or in a literal sense when it comes to sucking your blood right yeah. it's the fact that if demons did exist and the demons walked among us they would be vampires because they would want to take everything away from us because that's what vampires that's what people when people say vampire oh that guy's a vampire like yeah. he just he just sucks, sucks everyone. all your energy yeah. all your time that's yeah. what people say so i i see it as like only a demon could be capable of that. Like yeah. a demon, that's what the purpose of a demon is, is to suck your life away. Yeah. So, so, so do you like, I mean, I love that idea. I think that's like a great sure. idea. Um, but do you like it when it takes a step to being this literal idea that a symbol of belief like the cross is a weakness for a vampire? No. I, I, to be honest, no. In, in the sense of like, in a traditional sense, I get it. But if I'm writing a vampire movie, for example, yeah. I wouldn't want to include that just because I feel like vampires have transcended that. Right. Yeah. Because that's kind of where they came from. Right. If you see the origins, they came from this fear of like, oh, no, Satan is taking over. Yeah. It's like, mm, yes, maybe in that time period. But but now I feel like it's much more of a I like the idea of a of a human being taken over by darkness and being kind of put into the situation rather than just it's a creature from hell. And it's like, yeah, oh, I, I, I like creatures from hell, but <laughs> that's not what I want yeah. to be. And I want to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. I think but I, it's it's this idea of like separating the two, like all it's all black, it's pure evil, it's from hell. So yeah. you gotta kill it, right? There's yeah. no middle ground. Versus what I feel like a re- vampire can represent is the duality of humanity. Yeah. Right? So maybe that's why I kind of don't like this idea of like they're demons. All you have to do is call Jesus, and it's right. like, uh, yeah, sure. no, that makes sense to me. I like that for the exorcist, but not for vampires. Right, that makes sense to me. I I think the only thing that I like about not just the cross, but sort of like the larger idea of belief, like can sure. you, can your pure belief in something, you know, drive them away? Yeah, not like murder them. But to me, that's interesting. Because become a metaphor about like uh, gaslighting mm. if vampires are like the sort of the hypnotic side of like what there's nothing wrong with what we do there's nothing wrong with being entirely selfish and just going out into the night and taking what you want they're, like they're kind of like whispering lies to you yeah that idea that if you could be like hey i have conviction of my beliefs and i see through your bullshit yeah that is not a good thing to do you can't gaslight me vampire that part of it is interesting to me. Yeah, I, I because that's about I think looking about at the story from the perspective of the vampires as antagonists. How do, how do the humans? How do the protagonists have power? If you're telling that kind of story, sure, sure, and that's great. If like uh, from like a POV version of like a vampire hunter, right? Yeah, Th- those I love that kind of aspect of like making them the pure villains and allowing them to. Allowing people like vampire hunters to to stand against them, right? Yeah, I, I still love that kind of storytelling as well. I love the other side, even though I'm much more on the no, I'm a good vampire. <laughs> I want to be a vampire. Yeah, please turn me. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask you about that anyway, and you brought it up twice. Yes, you straight up want to be yes, a vampire. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Take it. Hit me up, all the vampires. Uh, okay, do you, what would you miss? If you became, if it was all true, probably and you became a vampire I mean, I, tomorrow. The obvious one is human food, right? Yeah. Oh man, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> human, you would miss human food. You would yeah. miss just a great pizza, a great burrito, more than you would miss sunlight. Yes, <laughs> I'm already very nocturnal, incredibly nocturnal. 
to the point that I'm like, I'm kind of already a vampire. Okay. So. Have you gone through the thought exercise of how you would, because you've got, you've talked about eloquently about the duality. Sure. So have you gone through the thought exercise of like, hey, man, it'd be awesome to have power, instantly yeah. no martial arts, be immortal, but I want to be a good vampire. Sure. I don't want to suck people's blood against yeah. their will. Have you have you thought 100%. how you do it? I mean, there's so much lore there that yeah. for me to dive into. I could take it from I could take it from Twilight. I could take it from being human. Yeah, you go to the butcher. You buy. I go to the know, butcher. Blood, feed yeah. on animals. Uh, 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 blood banks. Like, yeah. there's so many gray area ways you can kind of get around being a good vampire. Yeah. Um. In in Blade, it's a it's a serum that that basically it's like artificial blood. Like, yeah. there's ways to get around it. Um, that I was like, I can, I can figure it out. <laughs> I just become friends with an orderly at a hospital. Okay. <laughs> so you, you would be set. You would yeah. have your order of business. Yeah. Be friendly to an orderly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there's my lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a weird conversation though. Sure. I think, you know, after you hang out with weird. the orderly only at night for a while, I'm like, say, yeah. I, I don't know if you could slide me a little something. Yeah. 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 That's, that's uh, such a fun thought. Would you... Uh, is it is any of your you're you're a younger guy mm. is any of your yeah want to be in a, a vampire i'm all there is it is it a fear of aging a fear of dying that it sounds awesome to be immortal no i, I think it seems no not quite I, I the idea of immortality for me never was the idea of not dying it's the uh potential of knowledge yeah. that's how i took it right that's kind of very interview with a vampire yeah. it, it's it's very much like I can take certain eras and I can find ways to get around it. And I can grow just from learning from society, just yeah. from being alive. Like I was, if I was alive in early 1800s and I'm still alive now, I can learn certain things that allow me to kind of, like I said before, kind of predict what's going to happen. Right. Um, and it's also the idea of like becoming like a Renaissance man, right? I have all yeah. this time to become a painter. <laughs> I could be a director. Yeah. I could you know, learn how to do this or learn I can how to throw do- knives and juggle and throw knives piano. and juggle yeah. martial arts or yeah. car racing or whatever it is <laughs> I want to do. Yeah. I have time to do it. Right. It's the fear of not having time to <laughs> accomplish your goals and your dream in your, in yeah. your dreams, I guess. It's, it's my only thing. Yeah. It's another great point about how they, they are so powerful because they can talk to us about duality. They're creatures of death. They're technically, you know, usually undead. Right. And yet, when you're talking about it, when you're thinking about it, it's like, I would have so much more time to enjoy yeah, life. Exactly. Just get out there and <laughs> I could do travel things. the world and have no time frame. Night fishing. I'd be the best at yeah. night fishing. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is actually kind of where my um, my head is at. And maybe it's because I'm going through, like you said about my age, I'm going through this quarter life yeah. crisis of like, man, I wanted to travel Europe by the time I was 25. Or, yeah. By the time I hit this age, I was going to do this, and I haven't done it. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like, crap, I'm running out of time. Like, <laughs> Come there's on, people vampires. at like 21 years old who are becoming superstars, and I'm like, nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I nowhere. do have that kind of quarter life mentality right now. Um, versus as a kid, I just wanted to be a vampire because I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, but now it's kind of like this idea of like, man, I have time to do everything I wanted to do in life, right? Whereas yeah. now I'm just like, crap, LA sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it takes everything from you. The city is a vampire. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Okay. Uh, so these are questions I ask everybody on all the episodes of the podcast. There are no right or wrong answers. 
Do you think about vampires every day? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Does it just uh, Blade or Underworld specific, or does it just sort of flip through your mind, the concept no. of vampires? <laughs> <laughs> it's very much Blade and Underworld specific. <laughs> well, a lot of it, too, is like... Yes, because I, it's the one genre, super specific genre that if I was a filmmaker, this is what I want to do. Okay. If I was a, 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 this is something, as someone who is a producer, someone who is a storyteller, a writer, yeah. this is the kind of content I want to make. I want yeah. to bring va- vampires back to the forefront. Something like, it's a passion project for Taika Waititi, and that's maybe that's why he's such an inspiration for yeah. me. But when I saw this interview from Taika talking about what we do in the shadows, I was blown. I was like, this is a real vampire fan. Yeah. Like he genuinely knows about all this little details and knows about traditions and lores and all this kind of stuff that he can use to make into a satire. Yeah. And he made one of the one of my favorite movies probably of all time and what we do in the shadows. It's great. Yeah. It's such a good movie. And a lot of that comes from like I think of vampires because I also want to think of content creation, right? Yeah. Maybe that's part of it too. Part of it too is just the fact that I'm in love with Celine and <laughs> Underworld, and I'm in love with Nadia yeah. in, in What We Do in the Shadows. So it's like that crush that you always think of okay. it's a vampire. <laughs> Happens to be a vampire. Yeah, yeah, these things happen. So I technically think of it every day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I haven't watched the show yet, but What We Do in the Shadows is a great movie. The show is a great. It's great. Yeah, cool. Does it do the same? I like the movie a lot because it takes those different archetypes and makes sure they're all all present and subverts all of them. Yes. You know, and gives it you know life in humanity sure um from kind of every vampire perspective does it does the tv show do that as well it does it takes it a little bit further which which makes it not in my opinion not as great and amazing as the movie yeah because they're they're kind of reaching they're kind of you know pushing the envelope yeah and sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't but since it's a comedy show you know it's a lot of one-liners a lot yeah. of you know breaking the fourth wall and to me, I was like, this is great. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Cool, so. cool. Uh, do you have or would you ever get a vampire tattoo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have one or I you would get one? I am planning on it, Joseph. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Um, well, there's there's a lot of, of vampire symbolism that yeah. I'm like, what can I get? It? You know, I'm obsessed with symbols. Okay. You just talked about the cross as being one of the most powerful symbols in the history of humanity, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with symbolism, right? Um, I, I, I was talking to a friend who was like, I, I met someone who was like, oh, I have a Star Wars tattoo. I'm like, what is that? Um, and, I, and they showed me what it is. And it was like a, a picture of Ray. And I was like, man. That's, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to bring it up on Force Center, but I might as well bring it up here. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, that's powerful, right? And I was like, I want to get a Star Wars tattoo. And they said, what do you want to get? I want to get the Jedi symbol. Yeah. Because... That's what my favorite character Obi-Wan has in the Clone Wars series. And he has it on his shoulder. Yeah. I want that so bad. I love the Jedi symbol is something um, I want to get. I want to get the Martell, House Martell Sunspear. Oh, yeah. I love the, the the idea of like having like a Sunspear running through my arm. Yeah. Which would just be the coolest tattoo. Um, I want to get the Avatar The Last Airbender uh, symbols of all the types of bending. Okay. Um, what's another symbol I want to... Um, but another one I thought of, going back to the vampire, is the underworld uh, pendant. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be the only one who gets this Yeah, reference. you have to explain that one to me. What does it mean? Because I know what all those other symbols like mean on a deeper level. So it's essentially the key that Celine has, which is given to her from Victor, which is the ancient, like I said, okay. count kind of yeah. vampire. 
Um, and it's the key to unlocking the knowledge of the history of the vampires okay. and the werewolves. Um, but Michael Corvinus gives this um, pendant to her and gives her the ability of having the old age and the old power of a vampire, which is essentially what it means is she turns super sane, right? She okay. becomes more powerful. Um, but the key, the symbol is a necklace. It's a pendant. Okay. Uh, and it's used to open a door that un- unlocks further knowledge okay so it's a literal key to knowledge exactly that's a pretty good tattoo yeah i would love to get that either like back shoulder arm yeah. something like that but yes okay yeah that's the a answer good is one. i want to get a lot of fandom <laughs> tattoos <laughs> a lot of them that's awesome that's yeah. awesome yeah i i will i will get a star wars tattoo eventually and yeah i i at I'm this determined point, I go, to get that. I go back and forth between the the Rebel Resistance Starbird and the Jedi symbol because the <sighs> Jedi have come to mean a lot to me. I think yes. they get a, a bad that's, rap. The Jedi symbol to me is like that's yeah. that's what I want. If I had to get like other ones, um, I just love symbols. So I would, the Rebel, yeah, uh, the Rebel. Um, I honestly saw a few of them because I look up Star Wars tattoos on yeah. my Instagram. <laughs> there's a cool, there's some cool like Millennium Falcon tattoos. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you've seen with yeah. all the details on it. Yeah, because the Falcon's so cool. great because you can go super detail or you can kind of boil it down to symbol. Yeah, and see but that there's silhouette. Like, there was a, a, a Millennium Falcon tattoo on someone's back and I was like, that's cool. There was an R2-D2 tattoo that I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I saw it and I was like, yo, yo. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I want R2-D2 on my arm. Okay, well, I'll have you back to do Tattoo Obsessed uh, yeah. once you get all these. Uh, would you ever, well, you know what? You already answered that question. I, I was going to ask if you would write fan fiction, but you want to write fiction I would about love vampires. To. I would love to, yes. Yeah. It's, the, it's the one, like, again, this is why I'm here on Obsessed talking yeah. about my obsession. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm so obsessed with it to the point that if if I only had to make one movie, That's this what is you it. Would make. All right, you you got to get. <laughs> I'm these gonna make out. a vampire movie. Yes, nice, nice. If you owned a professional sports team, would you name it after a vampire? Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name my daughter after a vampire, Joseph. <laughs> what kind uh, of sports team, and what what would you call it? What oh, vampire man. would you name a sports team after? Um, I think it'd be. Wouldn't it be great to have like a football team? Yeah, named after um. Would be a great the, the Kansas City Blades, <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a picture of actual blade on their helmet. Yeah, it's a sword. It's an incredible. It's a, yeah, a sword is a huge part of his of his character. Yeah, or that's, oh, that's so funny. Or to name me. it after man, name it after. I think the Blades would be such a cool name for like. Oh yeah, for a sports team. Yeah, right? you can a Blade soccer team or a yeah. Blades. <laughs> Football team, <laughs> I just love it because so many uh, sports teams are like, yeah, there's strength, right? They're yeah. you know the Tigers or whatever, Eagles or whatever, sure, Dolphins, a different kind of strength. But I love the idea of we're coming on the field like we're, we're the Tigers and like we're the fucking vampires. <laughs> suck your blood yeah, on this field. That'd be amazing. I mean, look at the Oakland Raiders, right? Yeah. They already kind of have that yeah black. Yeah, uh, black and uh, there's a and sword, gray. right? In the, in there's the a logo? sword. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like I could see this happening and yeah, making it more vampires. Nice, I would like that. Uh, would you fight with a loved one if they insulted vampires? No, I mean no. I think my loved ones have learned to <laughs> accept my my love of vampires. Have and you they've got kind of back? A little, yeah. Honestly, sure. Why not? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Especially with Buffy. Okay. I was seven when I was watching it. Yeah. And they were like, mm. <laughs> my parents were like, mm. it's a little, it's a little too much for yeah. for a seven year old. Um, so in that sense, yes. But I really turned the page, Joseph, 
when I introduced them to Underworld. Because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then they learned that they were like, oh, okay, this is just silly fun. Okay. It isn't just like, you know, when I'm seven, they're like, oh, my God, he's going to be a weird kid. But yeah. when I'm older and they can see that, it's just, it's a silly fun action okay. movie. There's nothing intimidating or scary about it. Okay. So. So if but if somebody came at you, uh, family uh, could be a different loved one, and you're like, "This is dumb." Would you get angry enough? Would you obviously you would have a discussion because I know you debate sure, pop culture, sure. but would you get viscerally angry? No. Okay. No. If you're if you're saying this is like a potential loved one, yeah, meaning like a potential significant other, <laughs> that's a big no no. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. Would you break up with someone if they not break up? I, I think that would be the first question. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Do you like vampires? That's legit. Like yeah. I know I'm joking, but. No, just I, being I think full it's... disclosure between you and me, and between anyone who's listening, <laughs> Star Wars is like the make. It's a deal maker, right. a deal breaker for me. Honestly, this yeah. is the one thing that I'm like, I don't think I can see myself with someone who doesn't like or love Star Wars. Yeah, like it's just like a sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're great, but that's the one thing, and I have to. It's just too big of a part I, of your life. It's just too big of a part right? of my life, and vampires would probably be one of them as well yeah i think that's totally uh understandable especially like culture and times change and a lot of people identify it's a part of their personality of what sure yeah what's your and i'm your not saying like I sound, loves. I sound like a jerk saying this stuff but but like nah. i'm not saying like it's a deal breaker all this stuff i'm just saying like it's such a part of like my love and my joy and like yeah. you said a part of my personality to the point that i'm like i would hope the person i choose would appreciate that at right. least appreciate well and what you're saying like on a first date like yeah. i think it's great to like, that's actually let... not a jerk <laughs> i will say that on a first I, I know. That's, that's great it, yeah. it, it's both funny and awesome because yeah. like we would want to let somebody know like hey look if you hate vampires this relationship is going to be a lot of work for both of us <laughs> and i'm just letting you know at the yeah. top nothing saying that it couldn't be that, that you have this love connection and yeah. you work through it but why not warn people? Like, exactly. you're going to have to put in some Underworld time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you heard of Underworld 2003 action movie? Um, which no one has. But, uh, yeah. I have heard of it. I got have it. not seen it, but I'm going to change that now. I'm really, I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, if Dracula was real mm. and you found out he was your landlord, would you move out? Ooh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right, because you, you want to hang out? Wanna, yeah, I would want to be like, a learner, an apprentice yeah. to Dracula. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be thrilled. Yes. Even if it was kind of a uh, cruel, monstrous, one okay, percenter like evil, Dracula. Evil Dracula. Yeah. I mean, I would I would still like want to get to know his mind a little <laughs> okay. bit. Like what it means to yeah. live that long and do the stuff he's done. Even I if he was still... like being an, an awful landlord, squeezing people for rent money. Yeah. Just because I'm too curious. You're too curious. All right. <laughs> I just have to know. <laughs> that's a great one. Uh, that's a great answer. If aliens visited Earth and you were the human who was picked to greet them, would you explain human society by showing them a vampire movie? Ooh. I, I don't know if I would, but that's a great idea. Right? It's this idea of, like, this is our, this is our pop culture, one of the biggest pop culture phenoms over the past I don't know, 100 years yeah. is vampire lore, right? Well, yeah, and, and it's got roots in like ancient, ancient yeah. stories of the fears of beasts in the dark, right? Beasts in the dark, the fear of like like we said before, like the wealth gap, the one percenters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, I totally would. Yeah. I think aliens would, would have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know who you're dealing with, 
this is the kind of thing we're afraid of in ourselves. And we've created hundreds exactly. of myths based yeah. on our darkness, various iterations of our darkness. Sure. Our potential for power. This is just let you know, here's what we're like. There's at least one of us with a sword. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you really break it down, all the social and political commentary within something like vampire lore, or even if I, again, I always bring it up, but I'm bringing it up because I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Maybe more from the comics than the movies, but in Blade. Yeah. This idea that the wealthy one percenters, pale white skin businessmen are vampires and are sucking society dry yeah. from the the poor, the 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 uneducated whatever it may be there's yeah. a lot a lot of layers there yeah. for for political and social commentary so yeah it's i think there's a lot when it comes to vampire lore okay so. yeah no I, i'm down with this i think you should show aliens blade yeah so here's the real deal <laughs> you gotta <laughs> know what kind of society you're gonna like get into blood aliens. raves that sounds amazing <laughs> uh here is the last how obsessed are you question if you were about to see an amazing vampire movie let's say it's the uh the mcu blade because i assume you're excited oh, for that so excited you were about to see that movie opening night, but a bear blocked your entrance to the theater. Would you try to get around the bear? Absolutely. <laughs> no question. Yeah. I would I would pull a, I, from the Kansas City Blades, start juking him <laughs> as if I was a running back from the football team. <laughs> so you would just try to dart around. Exactly. Ah, no <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love asking this question because people react lots of different ways. And I yeah. think people who are... Um, uh, and I mean this is a compliment, who are very uh, obsessive in their hearts. Like, that's kind of how they see the world. When you like something, you like something a lot. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to dart past that bear. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll find a way. I'll find a way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise captures your love of vampires? Noise? Like noise from a vampire? Or? Any, any. It could be the noise that you make when you think about vampires. It could be a favorite noise from vampire movies. What, like, what is the noise that is vampires to you? Can it be a word or just, sure? Okay, uh, Underworld. One of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, werewolves identify. Werewolves are called lichens, but to the perspective of the werewolves, vampires are called bloods. And there's a giant, huge black dude named Roz or Race in the movies who just yells out, Bloods! When he sees vampire covens coming at him. And every time I think of it, I'm like, Bloods! Um, so that's probably the thing I think of when All I right. think of vampires. That's a good noise. Um, yeah. I ask everyone to give me a rating of their obsession from mm. a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. How obsessed are you? I would probably say, I would say 9. Okay. Maybe because I've been on vampire forums and vampire youtube and yeah that, and i've seen like tents and i'm like i'm not a tent <laughs> like i've seen tents who, okay who uh, there's a uh, there's a youtuber who is like all vampire stuff and she's great and she's yeah. like in character and stuff like that oh I forget okay. her name um uh, but she like she's in character and she's a vampire yeah and she reviews uh vampire movies and vampire books and vampire shows and everything vampire stuff like toys like whatever it is she like gives her like critique on it and she's playing a vampire and i'm like that's 
a 10. That's a 10. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a 10. <laughs> Where I'm like, I love vampires and I and I will read books, but I'm not going to read that many books. <laughs> okay. So you're one YouTube series away from yes. a 10 on yes. vampires. All right. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we've reached the plugging section of the Great. podcast. So why don't you tell people again what your podcast is and where you can be found on social media? Yeah. Um, again, it's called The Meaning of Podcast. We're now a independent podcast. So if you search The Meaning of on Spotify, um, we are on there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Squad Leader Race and uh, YouTube. You can check us out on First Cut is our YouTube oh, nice. channel. It's called First Cut. And it's basically just all our podcast, um, the meaning of episodes on there, as well as a few of our movie reviews. Okay, on there. cool. So when you put your podcast on YouTube, do you add graphics or do you just add like a still image? What do you do? No, for... no, we record it. It's so oh, okay. It's, so we get to see your faces. We get everything. to see our faces. Yes. Okay. That's, so we record our full... podcast. Um, so you'll see our faces and you'll see how much effort <laughs> I put into it recording <laughs> by not putting any effort at all um but yes it's on youtube come check us out it's great we again we get into a lot of shenanigans and serious topics but also not very serious topics so yeah check us out and awesome awesome here's some uh, quick plugs for this and then we'll do our final question you can follow me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshot you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter and facebook is at obsessed podcast you can also check us check out the star wars podcast i co-host that is called four center for info on my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshot. And a specific plug for now, uh, I will very soon be going to Dragon Con in Atlanta. I'll be doing a big comedy show. I'll be doing a live episode of Obsessed where we'll be playing a role-playing game, a fun, stupid role-playing game live. Uh, all the info on that is on my website as well, so go check that out. All right, here are final questions. They don't have anything to do with vampires, but you can make them about vampires if you want. If you had to replace your arm with a random object, what object would you like it to be? Can't be a really cool metal arm. <laughs> like Bucky or... It's noted that that's your for first choice. If you couldn't have a cool okay. metal arm, but it just had to be a thing from the world. I have to go... Mm. I would have to go with like some sort of hook. Okay. I'm like Aquaman, old 90s Aquaman. <laughs> like okay. very practical hook. Yeah. Um, I think that would be something that I can just poke and pick up stuff like sandwiches <laughs> and just put it in my mouth. You would want to hook sandwiches. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, if you were going to be commemorated on a stamp, what would you want to be doing on the stamp? As in like posing? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't, maybe just because I love superman i would want to do the superman pose okay hand on the hips looking to the side right <laughs> yeah i think that'd be great what would be your symbol because you talked about your love of symbols and superman's oh, yeah. ass is like that, that's a powerful symbol right so if, yeah. if you're doing that big pose like original symbol yeah what, what's the uh andreas ace pose um that's a good question so, man something wow um some sort of how about like i'm really obsessed with the 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 sun symbol i get yeah it goes back to the martell house but something with the sun okay whether across through a sun or like yeah a big a big glowing sun on your yeah. chest in a superman pose yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool yeah or something going through the sun like on top of it Okay. I think that'd be kind of cool, like mi mixing things up. Yeah. So I like that idea that it's a big sun and something's crossing it and you don't yeah. know what. 
Yeah. And it goes to your interest in duality. Of like, exactly. It's a glowing, hopeful sun, but what's that? Or is that it? <laughs> streaking across the sun. What can the sun do? Is it hope? When it's angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it potential? Yeah. Is it yeah. a black sun ray shooting yeah. up? That's really awesome. The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Ooh, man, that's deep. I know. Um, I think happiness is based off personal happiness is based off what you can do to others. Okay. I think inspiration um, is the biggest key to life. I think the more you can be selfless and help others is true happiness. Okay. When you're truly thinking of others and thinking how you can, whether it's government, whether it's the people around you, whether it's the people you work with, giving them something to aspire to or, or just in giving them, showing them kindness or showing them yeah. love. I think love is the key to have love to others is the key to happiness. I'm very pro like love and all that stuff. So I think showing people love and kindness and, and inspiring them to change something that's negative is happiness. Cause yeah. that, that is true accomplishment, whether personal possessions or personal accomplishments are secondary. Yeah. True happiness is helping others that's awesome i think sometimes we can get tripped up because we think of that and i say we in the kind of larger cultural sense uh we can think of that as like stop everything you're doing and like you know be nothing but there for other other people and sort of deny yourself i i've been trying to think about it so much of just like little kindnesses of just like hey i was going to share my opinion but maybe i will stop and ask somebody else first and just kind of trying to be be there and be aware for people in more sort of small and immediate moments. Yeah. Does that Absolutely. resonate with you? Yeah. I, I always felt like acts of kindness can really go a long way or, or respect and, and, and love. And just the way you speak to someone is a, can make a dramatic difference from how their day is going. Yeah. Something as simple as that, or even in this, and I know we're going off topic, but LA, right? LA, yeah. I've, 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 never lived in LA before until I moved here is when I really discovered like, Oh my God, <laughs> like everyone is like, Oh, it's me. And then it's me. And then it's me. <laughs> and then maybe if I have time, it'll be me. Yeah. Um, and it's this idea of like, get your own, get your bread, you know, go get it. And it's me, me, me. And I get it. Right. I've, I've come to understand it, but at the same time, it's like, man, like look at other people. Yeah. Like, look at their issues. Look at their problems. Empathy. Yeah. Is the biggest key to happiness. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You've been a, a great guest uh, and you have inspired me to watch a lot more vampire shit. <laughs> Please do. Please do. If you need to borrow Underworld, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have all the movies. I'll check how much it is on streaming <laughs> and then I'll watch the entire sure. Underworld series. Yeah. Thank you so much. That is our podcast. Thank you, Joseph. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. One of my favorite moments from Blade 2 is when Blade is teaming up with the vampires, the same vampires that he's been trained his whole life to hunt. And he's teaming up with them and they have this slow-mo walk towards this vampire nightclub and it's playing most deaf in the background. So it's this combination of everything I love hip-hop, vampires, and Blade movies. <laughs>